1: All right, it's a Thursday. We're getting closer to the weekend. That's a good thing. I got my tickets, hope you did, as well, to the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra Christmas show that's going on this weekend. Uh, That's a show you should not miss. If you really like Christmas shows, you'll like uh, ASO's Christmas show. I've been going to it since I got here in 2000. I got hooked on the Christmas shows with symphony, uh, not just Arkansas Symphony, but just symphonies as in general uh, when I was working in Indianapolis at WIBC and I would go see uh, there the ISO uh, Christmas show it was always a great show the one that I remember the best is they had a gentleman come in he was a Shakespearean actor I do not remember his name and he would do The Night Before Christmas and they had these life-size puppets Uh, that they would use in the show. And the best part of the whole show was when Santa Claus showed up and they had people dressed in black and controlling these puppets coming down the aisles and it looked like Santa's sleigh came flying into uh, their uh, facility and flew to the house where this was, uh, uh, was happening and santa came down the chimney it was very very cool and very very well done and i uh, i went three years in a row without missing for sure because they had that particular guy come back people love this guy and they loved the way he presented it uh the night before christmas it was great now here in in Arkansas, one of the things I like, and I'm not—I uh, had Jeff on last week, and I—I I think now you can correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but I do believe that he did say they were going to have the dancing penguins again this year. He did say that, right? Okay, good, because that's one of my favorite parts. Uh, you know, "Oh Holy Night" is always a favorite part of my. Uh, going in and watching the uh, Christmas show. They did a nice job of Old Holy Night at the First Baptist Church in Little Rock uh, over last weekend when they did The Tree. Now, real quickly, a little backstory to Old Holy Night. That was my mother's favorite song, her absolute favorite song. And uh, whenever that is performed in concert... It really, it's like somebody grabs me by the throat. I mean, I have a hard time breathing. I have a hard time just listening to the the song. I mean, I'm sure you have things that you remember from your childhood and from when you were were a youth and when it happens, when it comes up and they do a song or they do a reading or whatever, uh, you remember that yesterday again was another one of those days that that happened to me my uh, my brother's wife my sister-in-law sent a Christmas card uh, to my family and it was a tough Christmas card for me uh, I miss my brothers both of them died last year from COVID uh, one from COVID one had been sick for quite some time my brother died and uh, my brother Don's wife sent me a Christmas card and uh, Linda walks up and she says are you ready to look at this and I said what she says Did you, do you not know what's in this Christmas card and I I said no what's in the Christmas card it's not a white powder <laughs> you know what I'm saying she says "No, no nothing like that look and in the Christmas card were two pictures one from about 1957 real small you know you know when pictures used to be taken with a browning oh don't shake your head yes at me aaron you don't even know what a browning is i've heard of that oh you've heard yeah, of it I've okay of it was one of the first portable cameras that, that you and you it had a spool of film that you would roll into it and everything. And it had the button on top, and you had to look through it up from the top. And and, and you looked through the, the lens, and then the picture was upside down. And it was really crazy. Yeah, but anyway. I have
2: seen where that's in movies, too. Okay. Movies, yeah.
1: oh, you've seen it in movies. Okay. All right. So you're not totally, you know, not understanding what I'm talking about. But anyway, she uh, she t- uh, these, these were pictures taken on the Browning. And one and and the one that was from 50, about fifty seven was of myself, my brother Don, and my brother uh, John Paul. Now I in the picture would I would have been about four, and then Donnie was behind me, and he was seven years older than I. two to it's eleven. And then Johnny, who was 16 years older than I was, was 20 years old. I, I was the mistake. They always told me that. I was the mistake. But there was that picture, and I remembered it. I mean, it was the old house on 163rd Street in Hessville, Indiana. Couldn't believe it. And I saw that picture. And I got I got to tell you, Aaron, it was like somebody took and put a lump of cement in my throat. I mean, I hadn't seen that, I hadn't seen that picture oh, for at least thirty years. And I, I, I'm looking at it. And then the second picture, Linda says, "You better be ready for this one." And it was my father, my mother, myself. Uh, Don and John all sitting on the couch in the living room, which didn't have much to it. I'm going to tell you right now. I had the couch. That's about it. And we were all sitting together, and that had to be a holiday picture because Johnny was in the had been in the military and was must have been home for leave. And um, I don't know how old I was in that picture. Maybe six. I don't know seven and I was everybody had these straight faces have you seen those pictures when you go to like uh, Cracker Barrel and they got the old pictures on the wall and and uh, it's got the man and the woman sitting there and they're looking straight ahead and they don't have a smile on their yeah, face the, the creepy photos yeah creepy photos I mean it truly is and they're just staring ahead well here I am I, there wasn't room on the couch for me to sit comfortably amongst the, everybody, evidently, and I'm like laying half on my mom, half on my dad, and I'm like, yeah, I I, I can do it for, for Aaron. He can laugh, and you'll know it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm doing like this, <laughs> and everybody's got that creepy look, right, about them. And uh, but man, those pictures like that when you've and haven't seen. Uh, those things in forever and it reminds you when you were really really young and you remember uh, those special times in your families like that that grabs at your heart man it really does that just grabs at your heart And you remember the good times that you had as families. Families are so important. I hope that you get to spend time over the holidays with your family. All right, we'll get to some uh, some politicized stuff. And, And, you know, politics is important, but I'm just telling you, your family is the most important thing that you have. Uh, when you're out and doing things. And if you got anything against a family member, and look, it can be something big, it can be something little, uh, get it taken care of, you know, make up, forgive each other, and move forward. Uh, because, man, family is where it's at. All right, quarter after six, Dave Ellswick Show, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, my friend Eric Coleman, wants to remind you it's getting to be that time, guys. You, you you should buy what it is you're going to buy for Christmas. Christmas next week. It's next weekend. Next, what, Sunday. That's Christmas Day. Don't be doing this stuff, I'll wait until Friday. Some guys do that because it's like a tradition now. It's become a tradition. Uh, get it done before then. I mean, Eric has got... Uh, Some really great-looking stuff for Christmas, and you don't want everybody else to buy it. And then when you get over there, he'll still have some great stuff, but he won't have as much great stuff as he had today. So go over and visit with him. Uh, He's at 3000 Cavanaugh. He's at Sweetie. He's open, started at 10 a.m. this morning, goes until 6 tonight, and he'll be that way uh, Friday and Saturday. The only day he's closed is on Sunday. Uh, you know, make do with his forty years of experience and buy some really quality, great-looking jewelry for that special someone in your life. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, uh, located at three thousand Cavanaugh Suite E. Now, I'll be honest. I bought mine to take care of. I got to just pick it up here in the next week. Uh, he's got it done and ready for me. Uh, and I, I've told you all about that. We did something unique this year. To do something unique, you get it to you get it to uh, Eric in October, so you can get it fixed. All right, they're open Monday through Saturday, ten to six. Make sure you join them at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right. So, Aaron, is your car parked inside or outside overnight? Outside. Outside. All right. Do you, when you get up and you're getting ready for work, do you go out and start your car and let it warm up outside before you get in it and start driving in? Yes, I do normally. Oh, that's that's... now. Do you have like I do? I I feel really blessed because this this uh, SUV I bought back in 2010 has uh, seat warmers in it. I do not have that availability I got mine is a 09 Camry and it was the year before they started That's right yeah 2010 so. is when they started doing yeah. that and uh, I put I put this, this, the warming the seats I had no idea how good they were going to be but it had to be better than feeling like you got into your car go to go to work in the wintertime, and you were sitting down on a, a chunk of ice yeah you know I I remember doing that uh when I was in fraternity when I was in college because I pledged during the winter time, and one of the things that we had to do was sit on a big block of ice. Uh, I won't say whether we had to wear clothes or not, I just will let you know that uh, um, you know, think what would be worse having clothes on or not having clothes on, and it was the worst scenario. Um, and anyway a lot of people today don't have any idea about hazing and all of the kind of stuff that went on during fraternities they they tried to outlaw it i understand that they have outlawed it in a lot of places but they still do it it's just part of the gig i mean they do that to you when you're in the military they haze you at the very beginning for about a week and a half to to get your attention kind of and so uh yeah sitting on a cake okay, of I do remember sitting on a cake of ice. And that was awful cold. Very, very cold. Hey, they finally did something in the UN I can agree with. Uh, the United Nations, this reported by Bloomberg, the United Nations 45 member commission on the status of women ejected Iran from the body in response to the country's deadly crackdown on nationwide anti government protests, uh, some 29 countries voted in favor of a motion to remove Iran from the commission, while eight countries. Let, there's eight countries that voted against this. Okay, you ready, Aaron? You ready to make a guess here? Name two of the countries. <laughs> And maybe the first three votes don't count. Name two of the countries who voted against this measure Wednesday.
2: Oh, man. Let's go with England and France. Oh,
1: know. no, no. They would have voted for it. <laughs> against it. Against, uh, you know, the status of women. There's two countries right off the top of your head that should come to mind. Who would have voted against anything that the United States voted for? Uh, I don't know. I'm clueless at this point. China and China Russia. Oh, Ru- uh, yeah.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> Those are the two countries that are going to vote against us all the time. But anyway, they voted against uh, Iran being punished because of what they've done against these anti-government protests. I mean, they've killed 400 people over there. For this, there is a, a big soccer star, and I I don't have his name in front of me. I apologize to him that I don't have his name, but uh, he has been protesting against this, and um, he's up to be uh, executed next week. One of the major stars of soccer in Iran, and he's going to be he's going to be executed as a traitor. Unbelievable. All right, so you got all of that going down. Here in the United States, everybody was firmly watching what was going on with the Federal Reserve. Wall Street Journal reporting that the Federal Reserve approved an interest rate increase of a half a percentage point and signaled plans to keep raising those rates at its next few meetings to combat high inflation. They said... That they wanted to get inflation back down to where Trump had it. Uh, If you don't remember where Trump had inflation, it was 2%. Right now it's over 7%. It's going to take a lot of work to get back down to 2%. uh, And there's going to be a lot of pain involved getting down to that two percent. Their decision yesterday marked a step down after four consecutive larger increases of three quarters of a percent and raised the benchmark federal funds rate to a range between four point two five percent and four and a half percent on a fifteen year high. Most officials penciled in plans to raise the rate to between five and five point five percent next year. With the median projection implying a further three-quarters of a percent uh, point rate increase during 2023, the Dow fell 142 points after that announcement. It just went right down the tubes, man. Uh, You start raising interest rates, it makes money tighter to get. It uh, makes prices go up. And it's going to it's going it's just going to be tough. I'm telling you, it is going uh, to be tough uh, on this stuff. just get used to it. Uh, buying what you're buying for Christmas right now, I'm sure you've noticed prices are up, and it's costing you more money uh, to be uh, to buying those things. You need uh, got to think about that and know what's uh, going on as far as that, uh, what's going on as far as buying stuff. Keep that in mind. Definitely keep that in mind. Governor Newsom. Do you think he's going to run for president? You know, he's the governor of California. He's the one that's going to give money to... to. Um, people for slavery reparations and all of that and has been giving people money left and right well he came out and said there's a problem on the border ah you gotta give. they just figured that one out there's a problem on the border Uh, according to town hall Governor Newsom is warning California that the state could break His word, not mine, could break amid President Joe Biden's decision to let Title 42, you know, go away, which allows police and border officers to expedite the expulsion of illegal immigrants by testing them for COVID, things of that nature. The Biden administration is planning to reverse the Trump era policy, which Newsom says would cause a huge flow of illegal immigrants to enter the state through the southern border. Charlie Kirk said in a tweet, even Gavin Newsom is warning that the U.S. immigration system is about to break. Thanks for saying something, Gavin. But with two and a half million border crossings this year, it's already beyond broken. Resend, uh, rescinding Title 42 will devastate America God help us I mean when when a, when a leftist like Galvin Newsom, Gavin Newsom even starts talking about the problems on the border you know there's some real real problems on the border here's something else to keep in mind uh, they're talking about with 42 going away, you could see anywhere from 5 to 6 million people coming across the border next year. Now where is all? where are all those people going? There's some of you out there don't care. Probably you should care because this is the kind of stuff that can impact your kids' schools, impact uh, emergency rooms. You want to see that up close and personal just do a little uh, uh, googling and see about the emergency room problems down in the san diego uh, area of california i mean uh, emergency rooms have literally shut down because they can't they can't handle the people so for the people mr president do something please I have more to say that in just a minute. All right, back with you, getting at it here on a Thursday morning. And uh, I talked to you just a moment ago about what the U.N. is doing to actually slap the wrist of Iran. And I know that that's not much. I mean, and I agree that that's not much. But it's a whole lot more than has happened over years and years of... um, you know, mistreatment of women in the Middle East where they can't, uh, you know, they can't drive, they they can't do just about anything. They, they're told that don't even show a little bit of skin, you do that, and, uh, you know, somebody like the Taliban can come up and use whips on you. It's just crazy what's going on there. Anybody who is a lefty and votes to help, the Middle Eastern countries uh, that are punishing women the way they are uh, I don't see how you can look yourself in uh, your face in the mirror in the morning knowing that your sisters over there are being treated the way that they're being treated they're sure not being treated nicely I mean even here in this country uh, we've got you know honor, honor punishments and all kinds of stuff that go on. It's not legal, but it still happens within their uh, their cultures here in the United States. They cover up for the people who do it because it's it's a legal thing uh, that can be done in the countries that they uh, come from. And then we just talked about Governor Newsom, who's trying to tell the president, hey. You get rid of it, this uh, 42, and uh, uh, Title 42, and we're going to have some real problems. I mean, Newsom saying this is going to cause real problems, as though the problems they've got right now ain't nothing? I mean, have you not been paying attention, Mr. Newsom, for 30, 40, 50 years of what's going on in the border? I mean, uh, when Reagan got snookered back in the 80s on immigration, he he said, shame on me on that. And who was the person that snookered him? Little Chucky Schumer, when he was a congressman. Now, you know, he's a a hot shooting uh, senator. But he's still doing the exact same things. And it's hard to stop him from doing it because he comes from a district that is so blue uh, it looks like everybody's been living in minus temperatures all their lives. Yeah, It's a, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs uh, here in our country anymore. It really, really is a sad uh, state of affairs. It's, well blows me away at how bad we've allowed uh, our country uh, to become. Did you hear about these two police officers? I want to salute a couple of police officers from Mississippi here for a minute. They were killed responding to a welfare check at a motel. The uh, female shooter also died. Uh, They were shot and killed yesterday while they responded to the check and the woman suspect Uh, opened fire on them, authorities said, and she died as well. Amy Anderson, 43, was sitting in a parked car with an underage girl in the uh, parking lot of a Motel 6 when Bay St. Louis Police Department officers Brandon Estoli, 23, and Stephen Robin, 34, responded to the scene about 4.30 in the morning. This is according to the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The officer spoke with Anderson for about a half an hour, during which a Child Protective Services official was called. At some point, Anderson opened fire on the officer, striking them both. Robin died in the parking lot. The other gentleman was taken to a hospital where he died. Uh, Anderson died from uh, a gunshot wound to her chest. A tragedy occurred here today in the city of Bay uh, St. Louis as two of our finest officers' lives were taken, said Bay St. Louis Police Chief Toby Schwartz. Authorities did not say what happened to the girl inside the parked vehicle. Quote, I am heartbroken by this terrible loss of two brave law enforcement officers. I am praying for their family, friends, their fellow officers, and the entire Bay St. Louis community, said Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves. Every single day across Mississippi our law enforcement members place their lives on the line in constant and repeated acts of selfless service for their community. They are a key reason that the rest of us are safety and uh, freely, safely and and freely able to live our lives. They are the thin blue line. Police said more information would be released today during a news conference. I haven't Heard that that news conference has been held. I'm sure it will be sometime around 8 or 9 o'clock uh, Central Time. So, uh, what a tragedy here. Both of these guys died. I'm sure that they were concerned about this young girl that was inside the car with this woman as they talked to her. But they were doing a safety check. And uh, this lady just suddenly pulled out a gun and shot both of them, and then shot herself in the chest and committed suicide. Uh, I'm uh, be interested to hear what has happened uh, to the uh, the girl that was on the scene as as well. But uh, that's two more that uh, that have died uh, in keeping other people safe. And uh, keep that in mind, would you? Keep that in mind. All right, let's get another break in. we got to do that. And uh, I just want you to think about the police for a second. You know, everybody wants to say, well, yeah, I had a run-in with a cop, blah, 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 blah. Most of the cops that you've had a run-in with, if you've had a run-in at all, probably acted in a very professional manner. Have there been some bad seeds out there? Yeah, there have been. I've run into one or two of them. But that's over, you know, almost 70 years that I've been around terra Firm. Most of the police officers I deal with or have dealt with when I've done something wrong and they haven't bothered me when I wasn't doing something wrong. Uh, And most of mine have been you know, traffic stops because, you know, I like to drive fast and uh, I get my just desserts at times and I end up having to pay a, a traffic ticket. Just know that they're out there trying to keep you safe and keep others safe as well. All right. P.I. Roofing wants you to know they're P.I. Roofing Home Solutions. You need some uh, um you know work done around your uh, your house some construction you can get it from PI Roofing as as professional as they are on doing the roof of your home they bring that same type of professionalism to doing what other kinds of work they may do around your home and PI Roofing is ready to help you at your house because getting somebody to come out and fix a a deck or something small at your home is not easy to do. Usually, you got to find somebody that uh, that's what kind of stuff that they do, uh, you know, for people people's homes it's not big construction companies that are going to do it they're not interested in your little job so call pi roofing 501-707-3115 or visit them online pi com and let them take care of those problems you got around your house All right we're working on getting uh, verification on this but we've been notified evidently there was a shooting last night in Stuttgart and a police officer is dead uh, from that shooting another wounded so uh, as soon as we have more information on that uh, we will let you know about it uh, as well but uh, we're we're doing our due diligence right now and uh, trying to get the uh, everything we need to to do uh, we need to do to make sure we get the exact right information to you. But we do know that there was an officer involved shooting. All right. Keep in mind, uh, yesterday, you remember, I was talking about President Biden, talking about how, if you're gay, you can't go out and uh, dine uh, out at restaurants because you'll be denied services as though it's all kinds of things are are going on out there. And, um, you know, um, You know, gay people are being uh, thrown out of restaurants all over the place. Well, I told you yesterday that I hadn't heard about any of those. And uh, then I reminded you that there was one that just happened here recently, had nothing to do with gay folks. It had to do with Christian folks. And we've known about people who have been hounded out of restaurants when they're Christians or when they are, uh, you know, conservatives. I mean, ask our our soon-to-be governor. She had that happen to her. Um, It says, ever since Metzger Bar and Butchery in Richmond, Virginia, canceled uh, the uh, Family Foundation of Virginia's reservation an hour and a half before their guests would have arrived, we've received widespread support from Americans who don't want to dine where a religious or political litmus test is applied at the door. Uh, the disturbing incident happened when the organization was denied access to the restaurant because the wait staff refused to serve them uh, because of their beliefs. When wait staff at any restaurant prejudge people they've never met based entirely on the faith-based values of those people, it's unsettling. For many conservative Christians, the hatred and intolerance echoes experience they know all too well. They're tired of being the subject of irrational fears and hatred by the woke elites who want them shut out of the public square and the marketplace. Uh, Many of those people have strongly urged us to take this matter to court. As an organization with a legal arm, the Founding Freedom's Law Center, a lawsuit or prosecution request seems like an obvious next step. Every day, our attorneys are working on legal actions in situations where people of faith, including doctors and teachers, have lost jobs or had other serious consequences occur as a direct result of their religious beliefs. When employers trample on the fundamental religious freedom of their employees, we allow legal judgments to remind them of the Constitution and their civil rights. Metzger's staff was wrong, and its owners should have seized the opportunity to educate their team about uh, customer service despite differences rather than yielding to uh, prejudices. Although our guests and I could have taken great offense at being denied service and labeled unsafe simply for sitting down to eat, and that's what they were labeled unsafe, because they had uh, views that uh, some of the servers, some of the wait staff, was upset with. The very faith that the wait staff finds so threatening teaches us to turn the other cheek. We simply and graciously found another restaurant without making a scene or demanding that they service. Moreover, unlike many in the LGBT community, we do not believe it is always necessary or desirable to weaponize government against those who deny a service because they disagree with our, our beliefs. This was just Colorado, uh, where multiple bakeries exist. Jack Phillips will bake for anyone, any cake he or she wishes, except one that violates his faith. His customers include those who are LGBTQ. He simply won't bake to celebrate a same-sex marriage. The uh, free market is a solution, and not the government. When prohibited discrimination causes people harm, which can be made uh, right by the justice system, a legal path can be a worthy solution. Yet even if a winning court here could satisfy the hurt felt by the ill treatment of many people of faith, such a path is not our definition of living at peace with everyone as far as it concerns us. As Metzger is far from the only restaurant in Richmond, we were able to redirect our guests elsewhere. In the instance, uh, Metzger has been tried in the court now of public opinion, and it hasn't been good for them. The lesson for other businesses could not be more clear. Discriminate against people of faith and find yourself shamed on a national stage. It is not a recipe for success. Metzger needs to learn that. Some say if Jack won't bake the cake, he should get out of the kitchen. Would they say that about Metzer? I have news for everyone. Principled Christians populate every career, and they aren't going to be chased away by the intolerance of others. Nor would you like a world without their influence. Pro-life doctors shouldn't have to leave the medical field because they believe human life in the womb should be protected, Not purged. Catholic adoption agencies shouldn't have to shut down because they believe it's optimal to give a child a mom and a dad. Christian psychologists shouldn't be forced to push children with gender confusion toward hormones and amputations when they know counseling could heal. So a good opinion piece there from the folks at uh, uh, this organization.
2: Yeah, Aaron. Got to small update on that officer-involved shooting. Okay. Looks like uh, the Arkansas State Police have confirmed that an officer in Stuttgart has died following a fatal overnight shooting. Okay. That left one other person injured. So, as of right now, it was only one police officer, not another, not two police officers. But um, but
1: one has died. Yes, unfortunately. And that's from uh, THV 11 News. So, okay. My buddy Hayden Gabby is right. uh, reporting that. So there's your update. One officer is dead in Stuttgart in a a shooting uh, out there. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, my thoughts and prayers to the uh, uh, law enforcement in Stuttgart this morning. It will be a tough job uh, to deal with that uh, in their ranks. All right, coming up in the next hour, Joe and Duck are coming by. We'll be talking about, uh, you know, cars. We like to talk about cars, and I know you like to hear about what they have to say about cars. They're going to talk to you about how to keep your car running. If you got a question for them, the number to call is uh, 501-823-0965, and they'll be happy to answer that for you. Well, you know, Fox Television has basically been the only... Uh, network that's really been uh, out there covering what's going on on the border. Until, just uh, the other day, MSNBC now has joined into the fray. MSNBC anchor Jose Diaz-Ballart uh, criticized the White House's lack of urgency and outrage toward the ongoing crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. President Biden's administration is set to end the Title 42, a Trump-era COVID-19 protocol allowing for the expulsion of migrants to prevent the spread of the virus, despite migrant encounters hitting record levels during 2022. As Diaz-Balmar spoke, live footage from uh, MSNBC showed a long line of immigrants lining up along the border fence as they awaited entry. Into the U.S. in the frigid cold without substantial resources. Uh, Fox uh, News uh, Congressman Henry Cuellar in in Texas urged President Joe Biden to, quote, just show up, unquote, uh, to the U.S.-Mexico border, which he insisted is going to be overwhelmed uh, with an influx of migrants, Once Title 42 is lifted, he admitted, quote, he doesn't know why, unquote, Biden and his officials keep avoiding the border. Well, it's more. I'm just telling you now, more people get involved in this and start reporting on this. The Biden administration will finally do something. But it's not going to be with one news organization telling people the truth. It takes all of them. It takes Fox. It takes MSNBC. It takes uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNBC. It takes all of them asking this administration why are you denying uh, that there's a problem at the border. I mean, why do you have the head of border security saying that the border is secure when you know? You know you're lying to the American people. This administration is lying to you. all oh, right wait, quickly, Aaron, you had something else. Nothing else? Okay, nothing else. All right. We need to get a break in. Let's do
3: that, get your news, and then Joe and Duck will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
1: Did he just say from here to Baton Rouge? He did, didn't he? I think that. Uh, is that is that Stevie Wonder? That's who that is. Okay, that is Stevie Wonder. You've been asking me that for like a week. I keep thinking it, but it, well, it sounds like Stevie Wonder. You know, when he first started, he was Stevie Wonder, the Wonder Boy. You remember that because he's he's blind. And when he first started performing, everybody was amazed that somebody who was blind could perform like that and play a harmonica like that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm glad to. That's him. That, that's after he was the Wonder Boy because he sounds older in that song. I was talking earlier. Chuck, have Chuck, Chuck, Duck, and uh, Joe are here. I was talking earlier. Have you ever had something come in the mail? Uh, and and you open it up, and my wife opened it up. It was a Christmas card, and it was from my my uh, my sister in law down or up, up in Wyoming where my brother lived when he passed away last year. And she says you might want to steal yourself for this. I mean, have you have you ever been told you should steal yourself before you <laughs> you look at a Christmas card? You Ever had that ever happen to you? Well, here's what went down. And then you tell me if this has ever happened to you. There were two pictures in the Christmas card. One, I was probably four years old. And my my brother Don was in back of me, that would have made him ten, and then Jean Paul was next to Donnie, that would have made him somewhere around twenty years old. Yeah. And I had not seen that picture. I know since I was in high school. And it was like somebody poured a lump of cement in my throat. Sure,
4: it's uh it's a good deal.
1: Yeah, That's it really it. really was. And then there was another picture and it, I was probably a couple of years older and it was uh, of my dad and my mom and both my brothers and myself on the couch in the living room. The couch wasn't big enough to put all five of us on, so I'm like half on my mom and half on my dad, and I'm I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, everybody else is doing the uh, uh, best way to put this would be doing the, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the Say cra- cheese? The, no, the Cracker, the cracker Barrel uh, stare
4: oh, of okay. the old
1: people. They're all looking. Solemn a real solemn look you know and they're looking straight ahead and here i am duck i'm i'm laying on them and i'm like this (laughs) i got my hand my arms are thrown up in the air and i got my i got my eyes are real big and i'm all excited about the picture and stuff and i'm gonna tell you what i sat there for an hour after looking at those two pictures because both my brothers died last year uh, one from COVID, the other had had a bunch of micro strokes, and 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 finally took its toll. My mother and my father have been dead for years, and to see those faces and see the excitement on my face just reminded me how lucky I was to grow up with the family that I had. Absolutely, yeah,
2: that really, really. You, if, when you come from a big family, though, Dave, it's totally different. You know, I I got nine brothers and sisters and. Or had nine brothers and sisters it ain't before we left now, but uh it's uh totally different when you
1: come from a big family. A lot of love there, man. Oh yeah. There's a lot of love there. It's just us three boys and mom and dad. And I and I remember I start remembering stories in my head of when I was growing up. I I remember my mother getting so mad at Donnie and I one time it was on Halloween night. We'd already gone out and got a, a ton of candy and eaten a bunch of it. So we couldn't have been hungry, but we sat up and watched Creature Features overnight. It was on a Friday night that Halloween was. And we <laughs> ate 10 pounds of raw potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just sat there and peeled potatoes and watched the old Dracula movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff started flooding back. it bar. Yeah, and it just... Well, it was Finn Ghouley. Yeah. Then uh, she hadn't even made it to the scene. Television wouldn't let her be on the scene dressed uh, like that. What was uh <laughs> oh, um
2: I was trying to think of one of the other ones. He's a heavyset
1: guy and he, he always had a drawing when his show was coming on. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, there's all kinds of people who did that.
4: Alfred Hitchcock. There you go. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Alfred, yeah. favorite Alfred Hitchcock segment do you remember any of the the shows at all no here's the one that I remember the the guy that killed his wife with a frozen leg of lamb (laughs) and the the cop was trying to prove that he had done it and couldn't and he was sitting there eating that leg of lamb while the cop was Mm -hmm. interrogating him (laughs) it was a great murder weapon yeah it was a great I, that just sticks with me for some reason, just like how to serve man sticks with me from the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, uh, bottom line is what I was trying to get across. I want to try to get across to you again here in this second hour. You got family, be with them over the holidays. Try to get with them. Do whatever you can to spend some time because it's limited. It is limited how much time you get to be with your family. And if, if you got some bad blood bef- between you, get it settled. You know, you need to get it settled. It's not worth just keep going on and having bad blood. Don't want to be doing that. I mean, I I had bad blood with Joe. No, I'm just kidding. I was going <laughs> to make up a story. I am not, I'm not going to make up a story. Today. Twelve after seven, we've got the... You know, if you got questions about your car, today's the day to call because uh, Joe and Duck are not going to be on for a while here in the near future just because, you know, I'm going to start doing my broadcast from over at the Capitol. And on okay. Thursdays, they won't be on with me. Uh, we'll be talking about things that you've told me over the years that you want me to, uh, to cover. And so I'll be covering live from the Capitol with the general session that'll be going on over there. We'll slide them in once in a while. I'll get them in. Don't worry. I'll I'll be happy to do that. But uh, there's some things that uh, we do here on the show that are the most important things that we do on the show. With that uh, going on, what you guys ready for the holidays? Did you have your Christmas already? No. Is it this Saturday you're doing it?
4: Oh, that's that's just for uh, Thanksgiving. We do it early on oh, Thanksgiving. Just Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Christmas is uh, Christmas morning. Oh. Yeah. Everybody stays at your house Christmas Eve? No, they drive up and uh, Christmas morning, Wilton, presents, and uh, Susan cooks Christmas dinner, breakfast, actually.
1: Oh, okay. They have
4: green eggs and ham. There you go. Grandkids like that.
1: I bet you they do. Mm-hmm. Do you have the book sitting out for them to read uh, it if they yeah, want to? it's
4: there. It's
1: there for them to yeah, read it. I've got, a, I've got an old, old copy of that. I mean, where it's fallen apart. Yeah. Some of my favorite Doctor Seuss. Some of my favorite books. Oh, if you're on the left and you think that I'm a terrible person because I read Doctor Seuss to my grandchildren, screw you! I
4: don't care. Yeah, those are great books. And if anybody out there wants to know how to make green eggs, yeah, it is very simple, and you can make them very tasty. Scramble them and put cavender seasoning on them. It turns them green.
1: Oh, does it? Yes. Where's Cavender's made at? It's made here in, in Arkansas, isn't it? I don't know
4: exactly where it is. Is it where? in Harrison
1: it's, that they make it?
4: It's, it's made somewhere, yeah. Yeah. It's very good stuff. It's Greek seasoning. Yeah. And uh, it'll turn your eggs green and they still make them taste good. What happens to the ham? Does it turn it green, too? Well, you can put it on that and it'll turn it green, too, because it's got the green tin or you can use a little food color <laughs> on it.
1: You like that. Sure. I can tell that that's, a, that's a, a great thing that you've done with your
4: kids. Grandkids and great-grandkids.
1: Yeah. They look at it, and everybody, if you didn't do it, they'd be saying, what's going on here?
4: That's correct. Yeah, where is it? It's just
1: like at my house. It's a tradition. If you can't find, you know, chocolate chip cookies and fruitcake at my house over the holidays. Something wrong. There's something wrong. Gotcha. Where's Pop? (laughs) You know, where's Pop? I'm watching Doc over man. Doc is he's reading them questions. He's, yeah, he's gone. He's gone to school here on the questions. Hi, there's some pretty good ones on there. <laughs> You're liking them, huh? <laughs> yeah, some pretty good ones on there. All right, now we haven't caught up with you about how many does and how many uh, you know uh, you know male deer running out bucks that running out there you shot this
2: year. I only killed two. Just I two? killed a doe and killed a little six point that I wanted out of the herd. We were trying to thin him out, and he comes stumbling through the first week of gun season.
1: Came through one of those thickets, mm-hmm. not no, knowing he how ex- to
2: do it without being being loud. <laughs> no, he was slipping through. I caught him slipping through. Oh, he, really? He come up behind the camera, and uh, he was he was slipping. He was che- he was checking his scrape, but he don't need to be in there. He's about four and a half years old, and you could take that hat over and cover his horns up. <laughs> but he that's all he's ever been is a six point i've watched him for three years and kept thinking that he's gonna get bigger but now nah, he he's done made some babies because i got some i got a couple little six points that's coming up it's gonna be the same he ain't got no eye guards oh okay he has no eye guard I ain't had no eye guards for three years but and i got a couple of young ones so i was just looking at pictures earlier this morning and couple of young ones look
1: just like his horns but okay so just understand that you're up on duck's land and you happen to be a deer if you're not producing some really good antlers you, they're go. you. <laughs> yeah, you got to go.
2: <laughs> they're you, gonna eat you yeah you got to go they're gonna eat you yeah you got to go on out of herds but yeah. you know hunting scene's been a pretty good year it's been uh right now they've just now started eating corn again Oh really? Uh, we had a bumper crop of acorns this year. Oh, okay. I've, I've never seen acorns. As, I'm the ground is covered with them. But all that, this, that
1: happened about what,
2: was it ten years ago that we well, had? about five years ago had yeah just tons of acorns. And I don't think we we're going to have any because back in April I was up there uh, about the I was up looking looking at turkeys and stuff, and the last week of turkey season we had a bad frost. I mean, it, it was 19 degrees one morning, and I thought, well, there goes all the acorns again. But I was wrong. I mean, we had a a bumper. It sounds like when you're sitting in the stand, it sounds like somebody shooting a gun, hitting that tin roof. Oh, really? Yeah, when they, you the know, wind blow them out of the tree bang, and stuff. Bang, bang, uh, bang, bang, uh, huh? It, it, you know, if you're sitting in there and it's pitch dark and one of them falls out of the tree, yeah, it'll make you want to jump out of your chair. <laughs> I bet you.
1: I bet, yeah. Now I sounded like somebody from Minnesota when I said I bet you. You know that's what they say up there. I've been all over the United States living. You know, doing this business that I, that I do, and uh, yeah.
2: So Dave, I got I us bet a new mechanic wants to come on. You he's got a new Air, mechanic? He's he, an airplane mechanic. Oh, really? Yeah, he's my buddy. He works on. He owns DC Aviation out at Salem. Yeah, out at the the Saline County Airport. Um. Yeah, him and another guy, they work on airplanes. Smaller airplanes, 20-engine airplanes
1: and down. That's about what they work on. All right, Aaron, what you got? What you got? Go on, jump on. Who's waiting to talk to us? We got Willie from Saline County. He's got a car question for you guys. Okay, we haven't heard from Willie in a while. Willie, what's up? What's going on with you, brother? (laughs) Merry Christmas, Dave. Merry Christmas.
4: Yeah. Merry Christmas.
1: What's wrong with your
3: car? (coughs) Is Eli going to see Santa Claus?
1: Well, yeah, he'll see. He'll see Santa Claus. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm leaving to go visit him on Christmas Eve morning. I'll be over there Christmas Day and the day after Christmas, and then I'm coming home. But yeah, he'll get to see. Oklahoma. Yep. Okmulgee, Oklahoma. Huh. They may not let you out from over there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, they will. I'll get away, no matter what it takes. Slip out in the middle of the night, huh? It's funny. My wife gave birth to her first child in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Hey, Willie, can you hold just for a second? got to get a break in, and then we'll come back and talk. How's that? Super. All right. Good. All right. Willie be with us in just a moment. you got a question? 501-823-0965. All right, we're back. Let's talk uh, uh, with our buddy Willie. Willie, what's wrong with your car? Well, when I started and put in reverse to back out, the brakes squeal and squeak. Well, that probably means you're going to need a rear brake job. Is that what that sounds like to you,
4: uh, Joe? Well, it sounds like it's down to the screechers. A lot of them will do that in reverse and won't do it in forward because you're going faster. And, and You know, generally backing out, you're in a garage, or you're you're in a tight quarter or something like that, and you'll get an echo effect, and you'll hear those little screechers,
3: can
4: go forward, you don't hear them because you're going too fast. Okay. What do you think, Duck? Yep. Probably down to the warning device. Yep.
1: All right. You need to get it done now, Willie, or... It's going to be a lot more expensive.
4: Uh-oh. Man, if you let them wear out and get in the metal, you can tear up other stuff. Mess the calipers up and mess the caliper brackets up and cost you, cause it to cost you more money because of the lack of getting it done in a timely manner.
3: Okay.
1: Thank you, Willie. So make a... you have a Merry Christmas. To same you too. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas and a Happy New Year to you as well. And thanks for calling in here uh, to the... To the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bumper to Bumper and uh, what they offer, and that is really parts that you can be sure of. These are parts that uh, you can uh, have replaced, uh, and you're going to get a 24-month uh, or a 24,000-mile guarantee on them. Same thing if you use a Bumper to Bumper uh, credit card. It's 36. Uh, months or thirty-six thousand miles, but you just know that you're going to get you, you, you're going to get parts that aren't made by Ford or whoever. But the people who are making them probably have made the parts that they make for the Fords and the and uh, the Chevys and stuff are better than even the OEMs. Correct?
4: Oh, absolutely. Standard Motor Products takes in, You know that if you're pers- specific problem with a specific sensor has an issue they take it apart and analyze it and say well this is how about it take to fix that and they'll fix it and that's the way so the replacement part actually is a better quality part than the one that you uh had on there from the oem you know because you have to understand that car manufacturers don't make a whole lot they engineer and design and then they put that out for bid and the lowest bidder gets to build those parts and they put them on your car and assemble it, and then you go buy it.
2: You know, that's the same way, Joe, when they had the the heater connector on the back of the intake. Yeah. You know, they was made out of pop metal. Cheapest thing you could make them. And I've had customers, well, you buy a new one, and it it's a, it's a metal one. It's a stainless mm-hmm. steel-looking metal yeah. one. Yeah. And, it, well, why didn't they do that? I said, just think about this. How many do they buy? Millions of them. And they save one nickel on every one of them. How much money do they adds save? adds up, so? doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, and... But there again, when you buy a replacement, it's a whole lot better.
1: Well, we've talked about this. I mean, Joe has been adamant for people to understand that the tires that you buy on a new car are not as good as the tires that
4: you'll put on after that first pair of tires. Absolutely. Same thing with those, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, just like you said, parts, okay? You can buy a Motorcraft part. You can buy an AC Delco part. You can buy a Mopar part. And the list goes on and on. Those parts are quality parts, but in the aftermarket world, they have been all adjusted to – the best specifications, and if there is any, just like if uh, on software updates, we get those all the time, don't we? Yep, we're constantly updating software on vehicles because as vehicles get older and the mileage gets up on them, the engines are not like brand new, mm-hmm. they can adjust the strategy so you can get optimum fuel perfor- performance and fuel economy out of it, right, Doug?
2: Yes, and 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 the thing too, Joe, if they get a little wear in them, so they are going there and adjust it up to make. You know, to take care of the wear. Like right now, if you own a, a 20 through a 23-mile GMC or General Motors pickup, the headlights, driving lights are staying on all the time. And they've got to repair for it, and it ain't nothing but an update in the body control module.
4: It's just a flash.
2: Yeah, and uh, they flashed mine over, over the Internet. Mm-hmm. How'd they do that? It, it comes in, and it'll tell you that uh, do not turn the key off. It's being flashed kind of
1: like what they do with your phone yeah with the wi-fi yeah
2: Yeah. they do it a wi-fi over the truck because you know all these new trucks that got wi-fi because mine was staying on and you know and i and i got to they sent me a thing over the radio telling me that hey we're going to flash your car your truck you know on this time and at that time they tell you you know to leave it running or turn the motor off but leave the key on and they'll come in flash it and when it gets through it turns everything off and you just move on about your business. That's
4: pretty wild. Well, it's just like your phone, Dave. You got a, a, like, I don't care if it's iPhone or Samsung or whatever. There's time to update. It says, we're going to update. Tell yep. me when you want to do it. Yeah. Yep. Leave your phone on. Plugged in, charging while you're doing it. Can't be below this battery stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway. They're starting to do cars the same way like that. So just remember this. If you don't think that they don't know everything that goes on inside the car, with the car, what you're doing when you're in there. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. If they can update the the, 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 the uh, programming on your vehicle, they know everything that's happening inside it. All
2: right. Exactly. Everything.
4: Whether you're texting, talking on the phone, what channel on the radio you're listening to. They could tell... They could sell your information to say, this guy likes to listen to this specific genre of music. Now, you know, somewhere down the line, you're going to get some emails on your phone about that because they're trying to sell it to you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Or you could be in the truck talking about, hey, you know, the other day me and Russell were going somewhere and we was talking about deer hunting. Yeah. Well, the next thing pops up on my phone is if Samson's up in uh, Illinois, it's a high fence place where you can go kill a monster. It mm-hmm. pops up on my phone. Yeah.
4: There you go. You know. They're listening all the time.
1: All right, let's take a break. Then we'll come back and we'll continue with our buddies from bumper to bumper. Joe and Ducker here on The Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Billy Mack and ICU protection. You want the people who protect the uh, Nuke 1 to protect your home? Then call Billy Mac. It's his company that does that. Phone number there is 501-205-1333. And you won't have to spend any money on the hardware that they're going to put on your home. It becomes your hardware. You don't have to pay for it uh, uh, up front and out and, you know, just pay hundreds of dollars. You can go to ADT or somebody like that, you may be spending four or $500 for that. All you will end up doing is paying for the service. So get the right door and window sensors, get the outdoor or indoor cameras, the motion detection, all of that. With Billy Mac at ICU Protection, it's who I use uh, for my house You can use it for your business as well. They also do intercom systems. All you got to do is call them, 501-205-1333. All right, question for you guys. I've been talking about everything but cars and trucks. It's okay. 2002 Ford F-150 Lariat, eight-cylinder, 5.4 liter. I took off the trim in between the metal and carpet in the driver's side. In the well, there is what looks like a small amount of motor oil. What or where can it be
4: coming from? Hydro boost. Yeah, that's a very good possibility. Now, if this is a standard, it could be coming from the clutch master cylinder yep. running down. And um, it all kind of looks like you know, motor yeah. oil, clean motor oil. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be oily based. Also, we've had some problem with some of the oil sending units in some of the vehicles. Because they have such a watertight seal on them. Yep. If that sending unit leaks, and it's under pressure. It actually will push the oil up through the wire between the wire and the insulation. And and that's not out. good. And we've seen it where it's damaged on on some of the coolant temp sensors and stuff like that. Where and the oil, oil pressure sensors where it's damaged the PCMs haven't we, Doug?
1: Yes. Okay, Pushed so let me ask this it. question. And this is where, when you got a car under warranty, uh, makes sense. And make sure you're taking your car in and having it uh, have its checks, like they say, in your master uh, manual, correct?
4: Yeah. Well, you need to do your, you know, you can do your inspections and stuff. Everybody can do that. Due diligence, folks. But maintenance, there's no replacement for maintenance, is there, Doug? No, no replacement. Well, I can think of one. It's money. Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you got got money to burn
4: and you don't care, okay. Don't change your oil. We'll we'll put a motor in it when it's ready. Yeah, and it won't you know. be long.
2: Yeah, because these new cars they they turn so many RPMs, and, and it's in you know they're, they're dual overhead cams, and they they pump so much oil up on top of the camshafts, keep everything lubricated. That if you don't change the oil, it will get
4: you shortly. Well, you yeah, you know. I- to go along with that they run these engines as hot as they can Yep. so if that oil's dirty and broke down and you put a lot of heat to it and it's going to turn it back into what it was before they got it out of the ground it's going to turn it into the black sludge
2: yep and then it stops everything up and then you stop driving absolutely you start walking so that's what happened as my daddy used to tell
1: me you start patting and turning patting the sidewalks and turning the corners <laughs> All right, so Sue has got a 2014 Jeep Cherokee Limited. It's a six-cylinder, 3.2-liter engine. And Sue makes a mistake here in this question. I'm going to read the question in just a second. But because something happens after a service has been done, does not necessarily mean that the service caused the problem. She says, my Jeep went in for a routine maintenance service. Jeep Cherokee 3.2 Limited 2014. Seven days later, it blew a gasket, and they say that the engine has to be replaced. I think that that's not a coincidence that this happened directly after a service. What happened was that the overheat warning light came on. I stopped immediately. Steam was coming from the engine. When the hood was opened, there was no water in the plastic cooler box. We put water in but it ran straight through empty in seconds it was towed into the same service repair center they explained that there are five locked nuts and the one jumped loose while I was driving do you think that maybe something was neglected during the service like for instance a hose wasn't tightened properly or something and this could have caused the problem well, to start with that 3.2, is no tours for blowed
2: head gaskets. Now, okay. There, there are no tours for blowed head gaskets, and there are no, no tours for the seats falling out of the head.
4: Uh, yeah, they've got some issues with those as far as the that overheating goes, you know. But it, it, all of this we've read right here, and, and I'm not sure about the five lock nuts. I, I'm I'd think Somebody showed right me there. where they're at. Yeah. You know, and uh, and
2: and another thing too, Joe. Was this just an oil change maintenance,
4: or was the, it a hose maintenance? For re- yeah, you know, was what it, all did they do in this service?
2: Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, you got you got to look at the whole picture because but if it I was can, just a maintenance, I, must, I you know, they didn't do nothing to that.
4: Well, I can tell you for a fact, the fact that the statement says it jumped loose. Well, I hate to tell you this, don't nothing jump loose. Jump loose. I'm going to tell you a fact that I tell my guys in the shop. It never did nothing. Yeah. It is an inert object. It won't move. It won't do anything unless a human hand touches it. Exactly. So n- no nuts and bolts. Jump loose. Yeah, That's and I don't like know happening. what these five lock nuts are. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm putting that and thinking about it, and I can't think of anything that I could. Say that, you know, and they call them lock nuts. I'm like, what in the world are they talking about?
2: Yeah, that's – but there again, if, if she had hoses and belts and water pump and all that put on it, anything's possible. You know it, Dave, and me and Joe both know it. Anything's possible, but if it was just a maintenance, a service maintenance,
1: they didn't have nothing to do with it yeah you know well, I just want people to understand that just because they service something does not necessarily mean that what happened later was caused by the service that they did.
4: Well, you know, I tell customers, and you know we deal with this all the time. You fix a lot of cars and trucks, you repair them and you, and you put them back on the road, and a customer drives them, and um, three or four weeks later, they call you back and say, "Hey, I'm having the same problem again." You say, okay, well, why don't you bring it in and let's see what's wrong with it. And and my key statement is, well, is this going to be under warranty? I I don't know. Doug, look at let's it. Let's see what's wrong with it. And it'll tell us whether it's under warranty or not. If it's related, it's a warranty with all item. If it's something different, no. We're not working on new cars and trucks here. They don't have a factory warranty. Why does a manufacturer give a factory warranty for the same thing? Anything mechanically man-made can break at any time without notice. Right. And I'll tell my customer, I said, when we find out, when we inspect this vehicle and diagnose what's wrong with it, we'll know if it's related, and it won't lie to us because the car can't talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at it and investigate it. If it's our fault, we're going to cover it under warranty. If it's not, no, sir, it's your car. You're going to be on the hook for it.
2: And that's what I'll tell them. Look, yeah, that's if, all it's, can this, if it's my fault. I'll take care of it, yeah. no problem. But if it's not nothing to do with what i worked on, you know, I put a water pump on one, and a couple of days later, the guy was gnawing on me because his tail lights quit working. That, yeah. See,
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I told myself, but Look, you worked on my car,
2: you must have caused this. That's what he said, and I said, so I go back here and pull the tail light out, and both bulbs are blowed. And I said, so you probably ain't had no tail lights for a and while. And one missing for a long time. Yeah. So you know and. Same way we'll get them in there and say, "Well, my low beams don't work no more." Well, one of them may work for a while, and then the other one finally blowed, and that's when they figured out, "Hey, I ain't got no low beams."
4: Yeah, I've been driving around with one tail light or one headlight, and then the other one goes out, and it's like, "I ain't got no low beams." They just quit all at once. Hmm. No, I, got, I, didn't. I I got fifty dollars. Says that one of them been burned out for a while.
1: <laughs> I had a
2: we had a Dodge, fancy Dodge truck in there the other day. It's got the the. The headlights, you know, that you got to replace the whole headlight. Yeah. He come in there and he said, Hey, my, my low beams are not working. Ooh. And they pulled it up and checked it. And uh, I told him, I said, Right after you spend about $2,500, I can fix them headlights on the low beam. Mm-hmm. He said, No, I'm going to go trade it. But you know. both. I forgot what they call them things, but they well, they're HID. The high, HID. There you go. They're
4: high, high intensity, but they put uh, to make those bulbs like that. They got ballast on them. They're That's putting these ballasts it. inside these lenses now, and so it's a unit replacement because they don't want you messing with them because of, of too many, I guess, bad return failures of people not being able to diagnose or test them properly. Yep. So now they're just component uh, component replacements. Put the
1: whole headlight in. Yeah. It. All right. Keep it in mind. Just because somebody fixed something on your car and then something breaks on it, (laughs) it may have been ready to break before they even worked on whatever it is that didn't have anything to do with the thing that broke. And and
2: this Jeep right here, Joe, I I lay you odds that Jeep's got somewhere around 90,000 miles on it. And that's usually about when they start blowing head gaskets, about 90,000 miles.
1: Have they figured out what's causing that problem? Well, sure, they know. Yeah. They
4: sharing it with you guys well yeah but we can't all right look here you got aluminum block aluminum head when you put head bolts in there and tighten them up mm-hmm. these are stretch head bolts which means you you torque them twice and then you're going to turn them a quarter turn or two thirds of a turn or 90 degrees or 123 degrees so the head bolt stretches well when the head bolt stretches like that it's it's sucked down it's tight but every time it expands it's it, it swells up. When it swells up, it it's it. working on those threads in that aluminum block. Right, Duck? Pulling on it. And it's pulling on it. And eventually, if it gets hot enough, those bolts will stretch. When they stretch, then they don't keep enough tension on the head gasket. And it blows. And it, and it starts leaking, and then you have issue.
2: You know, you're running 150 to 160 pounds of, of compression, you know, and it's got to go somewheres. Because huh? when it comes up on the foreign stroke, it's just, it's just it's a dead hammer you know and then it fires then the exhaust valve is open and kicks it out but you know i tell people jeep is and they're talking about it needs a motor
1: in it they're probably right there it's notorious for it let's take a break east end towing wants you to know if you're driving your jeep and the head goes out on it and you need to be towed somewhere then uh, give them a call uh, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. They've got the equipment to deal with you on the side of the road. They'll come out and help you out. And they want to remind you that as if you're driving down the road and on the right-hand side there on the on the shoulder, where usually that's where you'll find these folks, and the yellow lights are blinking, make room for the workers on the side of the road so you don't run somebody over and end their life while they're trying to do somebody good. That's East End Towing. All right, let's go back to the phones. Marty is joining us from Hot Springs Village. What's up, Marty? Hey, Marty.
3: Hey, guys. Uh, I know we're running short on time maybe here, but I got kind of a two-parter. So the first one, um, I've always heard that new cars, when it's a new model year, don't buy that first year because it's got bugs in it, you know, wait a couple years. Is that true with the newer cars, or do they have that stuff worked out now with modern technology?
4: Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, you, you, you're you going to get whatever manufacturer built it, and they go in cycles. You're going to have a this manufacturer have an issue with this. This one have an issue with that. Right now, the biggest issues they've got with the, with the electronics on them and the chips, and they're still dealing with that. So, And that's across the board. I don't know that there's any one that's better than the other one as far as that goes. But you won't know whether or not it's a good vehicle until it's probably a year and a half, two years old and got 30,000, yeah. 40,000 miles on it because that's when you start seeing these occurring problems that are what you would call systemic as far as having an issue. And generally, you'll get TSBs, technical service bulletins, from the manufacturer, and you'll get recalls from them where they're doing everything they can to respond to it and repair it and get you back on the road. Some of them do better than others, though, I will tell you that, right, Doug?
3: Yes, every day. All right, what was your other question? All right. Uh, I want to know, since you guys are big car guys, Quickly, give us your uh, favorite car over the years and why you liked it so much.
4: Favorite tire over the years well i am a car. you know depending on how you drive it's got a lot to do with that it's the it's the mileage warranty on the tire you know if if you're if your a tire's only you know, good I'm for talking
3: like about just your favorite car in general you know that you've owned through the years oh i had a fifty six chevy and I love that car you know that kind of deal oh
4: what's your favorite People
3: car a car that was just your favorite fifty
4: three yeah, Impala. Enjoyed. i had a i had a sixty four
2: and a half mustang
1: I had a '69 I, Dodge
2: Charger.
3: <laughs> I love yeah, that, that car. The Coke bottles. The what's ride? yours? Yeah, yes, like that's
4: well, what we want to know. What's what, your? Yeah, what's your favorite yeah. car?
3: My '68 Buick Sabre convertible. Oh man! Stumbled across the car. I wasn't even looking for it. My buddy was out looking for a car, and I ended up buying one. <laughs> uh, the colors were perfect. The top was perfect. And keep in mind, I'm 25, single. Uh the ladies like the convertible. Oh sure. yeah of course. I gotta admit that was just my favorite car. It just rode nice and and sure. along the way I put a set of radial tires on it. Oh my god. <laughs> it you was done, just
2: like a, done changed everything. Like a didn't?
3: Cadillac, you know, yep. thought, oh, it was unbelievable. So sweet car, just nice. Gave me no troubles. All
1: right. Right. Well Marty, you have a great holiday. You too coming up with yeah, christmas too, and new year's uh, eve and day all right thanks right. for listening yes, see thank you next you. year all right bye. talk bye. to you next year bye bye now all right that's interesting i always heard you wanted to have a convertible because you didn't have to worry about
4: footprints on the roof <laughs> well you know the convertible's <laughs> nice but if it's a uh, and my 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 take on those is when it's really cold outside yeah you're never ever going to get that car warm. Yeah, you, you never warm? get hot. Nah, in the car, but Dave, sure. you could always have her set up close to
1: you because she's cold too. Yeah, we'll that, that's true. That's, I won't deny but that. But you're going to
4: have to work on the seat belts. Yeah. That car right there, that 68 Buick, it wasn't built with any. No, no. They were an accessory back then. Mm.
1: So keep in mind, though, as well, that, uh, you know, it depends on whether you came with a bench seat or your birth control seats. Yeah. You know, that was one with a console one. bucket. But,
2: That's right. But most time, when you seen a console back in them day, they always had a pillow on That's
1: true. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right. We're out of time. Guys, you all have a Thank happy uh, a Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. And we'll get together sometime in the New Year Okay. while they're uh, doing their business over there in the Capitol.
4: All right, Dave. Thank you. Thank right, you, Dave. Chuck and, uh Chuck. <laughs> I've seen Chuck today.
1: I know. you got I've the g- Chuck feeling today, I-
4: well, it's just, you know, the D is the next in the it alphabet. Must
1: a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it must be it. Yeah, it must be it. must be it. Uh, Duck and, and Joe, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Jimmy Cavan coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. What's going on out there in Conway at School System? He'll bring you up. He's going to bring you up to date on that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's move into the final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show today from 9 until 10 o'clock. Jimmy Cavan is with us today. And... Last week we had a a real open discussion here on the radio about the uh, school board over in Conway. Had one of their uh, members of the school board give us a call talking about what it was that they were doing dealing with emails and how many days they had to keep their emails and things of that nature and we've got uh, we've got extra information for you dealing with that specific subject but jimmy went to one of their meetings last night uh, was it last night or tuesday, tuesday night. night tuesday, tuesday night. night and uh, there's some really good things that came out of that meeting jimmy
5: yeah i gotta tell you i and i and i even told some of the board members and and jeff column um, the superintendent that's probably the best school board meeting i've been to in in a lot of ways and uh, they 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 did something that was really good there was a proposal on the table to, about changing their format for public comments and that they were going to change it from each speaker had five minutes to three minutes which is fair that's pretty much the norm on city councils you could
1: have you could have a school board meeting and have you know 50 people show up
5: exactly and and what they did is they decided to go to three minutes they decided that that you could sign up first come first serve in that they would allow 30 minutes which allows 10 speakers which is fair i mean that's that's fine and the first 10 that sign up you know can get it they the first proposal was one that would limit free speech in the sense that you would only be allowed to talk about what's on the agenda and that that would
1: have to be approved before you could speak all right. Now, that sounds a whole lot like Cabot.
5: Yes. It sounds a whole lot like Cabot and a whole lot like China. Right?
1: Yeah, right.
5: And so so what the board did, and I was extremely proud of them, because what they said, hey, let's put the brakes on. Uh, Linda Hargis said, started by saying that she really had a problem with the word approved. She said, you know, free speech doesn't need
3: approval good for her.
1: probably the things that people want to talk to the most uh, about are going to be things that people don't want to talk about
5: it's it's going to be it's going to be touchy subjects you're exactly right and good for linda Hargis for speaking up uh dr naylor spoke up and said that he wanted free speech and that that he was basically he wants to hear from people with dissent and and across the board, what they did is they stood up for free speech. Good for them. Yeah, and said, hey, we're going to allow free speech. We're taking the word approved out. We're going to say, you can talk about anything you want to talk about. It It just needs to be school related.
1: Now, Lord knows here in the the last uh, several years, the object has been: we don't want you to talk about something that might upset somebody.
5: Sure, like like in Cabot, in uh, Superintendent Tony Thurman, that board. I mean, they don't want anybody. They no, don't they want any dissent
1: they don't have they don't have the uh, totalitarian fist covered with a velvet glove they took off the glove a long time oh they a yeah,
5: real long time ago and and so i was extremely proud of the board for doing that last night then they went into deal they have been they have faced so much false narratives and just flat out lies from the media about recent policies they did on the bathroom
1: policy. And we have talked about that here on the Dave Ellswick show.
5: Yes, sir. And we've given case by case situations where they've done that. And uh, the I was proud of the board that they, they stood their ground last night and they sensed that they said, look, we're not going to take punches, just take
1: punches. We're going to give punches. Yeah, we're not a punching bag.
5: Right. And so they pushed back at the media hard, especially KTV Channel 7 and Deborah Shelton at the Arkansas Times, who were both at the meeting. Desmond Nugent was there from Channel 7, and uh, Deborah Shelton was uh, in the audience. I actually sat next to her. And they, it was their turn to counterpunch. They basically said, look, you guys have been throwing punches at us, sucker punches at us. We're not going to throw sucker punches at you. We're going to look you in the eye. And punch back, which is what they did. Mm-hmm. They really took the media to task for their coverage, and good for them. Good for them. That's the. Re- that's the two reasons I said this is probably the best school board meeting I've been to. Those two things right there, plus they had a teacher, uh, and I wished I wrote her name down. I'm sh- shame on me for not. That won the Fulbright Award, which is a really big deal, which the media has chosen not to <laughs> report on.
1: That's weird. Yeah. They usually always report on that. Yeah.
5: So I'm, um, uh, you know, but it's clear the media channel seven, channel four last night uh, did it, THB 11. Here they go again. They immediately went back to uh, picking false narratives about the school board. And instead of choosing to report on some of the good things they did, they want to uh, go back. There's uh, channel four last night, Andrew Epperson, who I'm going to take to task for it. He just basically said these policies on the bathroom dealer are anti-transgender, and they're not. So I'm going to take him to task. But the board did a great job of really firing back. I, you know, we uh, Andrew, um, um, Desmond Nugent, he's all in his feelings now, especially with me about article I
1: did. Uh, Deborah Shelton, she we'll see, he was the one we talked about who was talking about a meeting. Yes, and re, and people. Responding to a meeting that hadn't even occurred yet. That's
5: it. That's it. And, matter of fact, uh, he uh, – and, 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 and I'm going to write this story later, so I'm not going to go into it today, but he actually came at me last night about it. And uh, Deborah Shelton, you know, last night when the meetings over, she was all in her feelings. And I'm going, look, guys, if you want to sit here and make up false lies, false narratives about this board, say things that aren't true, personally attack them – and then they punch back and you get all in
1: your feelings well i'm gonna say you know you want some cheese with that wine well it, it seems to me that what happens is if they don't believe that in this case the conway school board is reacting the way that they believe they should be reacting then they are wrong
5: that's right and and we've talked about it so many times dave you and i not just on this issue but issues of little rock and everything there is just no objectivity in the media in Little Rock or this TV station. One guy, Mitch McCoy, is the last objective reporter in the in the Little Rock market in
1: the TV station. Yeah, and he's been taking it too. Let yeah. me tell you what he's been taking shots. He's at people. been taking shots for being objective, yeah. right? Yes. And uh, so there's a clear
5: uh, there's a clear left agenda in the media, and. I, what I try to do and what you do is, you know, I try to be factual and take politics out of it. If, if you're doing something wrong, it doesn't matter to me what party you're on. I'm going to take you on for it. If you're doing something right, I'll say it. So while I'm a clear conservative, uh, a very conservative guy, okay, in the way I vote and my views, you know, I try not to let that interfere with the facts. And the media... No, yeah, channel seven KT uh, channel seven KRK now Fox sixteen THV no no yeah I, I don't know how anybody even wants to listen to them anymore because you're not going to get any objectivity.
1: None. Okay, so the school board meeting was a good one until. One final person decided to speak.
5: Yeah, and a uh, board member uh, said for... You know, you and I were talking before the show, Dave, for all you old college football fans out there like me and Dave, Keith Jackson used to call football games NCAA games, and he would always do that one deal, and he'd go, Fumble!
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, that's what happened. <laughs> I'm sitting at the meeting, everything's going so good, so good, now I'm going, oh, my God, he, they just
1: fumbled. Well, and especially on a subject where... We said, hey, this new policy that you're trying to put into effect, in effect, is trying to negate FOIA law.
5: It it is. And the policy we're talking about, we did last week, is uh, according to the district, in August 2021, it was implemented that all emails uh,
1: be deleted within three days. Now – you have to understand what is the definition of delete. Is delete that you get re- you know when you get ready to delete something on your computer and it says if you push delete here, what you are deleting goes away forever, or does it mean okay you're you're not really deleting you're moving it into a file or whatever so that you still have everything but you get to say you don't have an email of it
5: that's that's the thing and and if we listen to the title five law that i talked about last night on tampering republic record you get into the word hide that's correct and uh and we talked last week about the intent of the arkansas freedom information act and there's only one reason this is what's key there's only one reason to delete to have a policy to delete emails within three days and that's to circumvent the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Well, see, that's no longer me saying it.
1: That's the board saying it. Because a board member actually said, this gentleman that was speaking said, we're doing this to get around the uh, Freedom of Information yes,
5: J- Act. Jason Sanford, Sanford, uh, a good guy. A good guy. You know, but here's what's happening. They, he, he just actually said at the meeting in a statement that they're doing this to avoid freedom of information requests because they feel like they're being harassed with the Arkansas freedom of information Act. and they feel like they're getting all these emails. So the reason they did it, uh, or they're getting all these email requests for information. The reason they did it was to, was to stop that. Okay. Well, here's the problem with that. You know, you, you're going against the intent of the Freedom of Information Act. You may not approve of people requesting information. You may uh, not like their motive, but that's not yours to judge. It's your responsibility to provide the information. That's it. Uh, there's a lot of people that FOI, the Conway School District, who I couldn't disagree more with. And I don't like their motives or their tactics. But it's their right to to get that information,
1: yeah. Here, here's what we're saying, and, and let me, let me uh, work this with you just a little bit. If I'm a reporter, which I'm not, I'm a talk show host. I'm not a reporter, but let's just say I'm out to get information, and the only way I'm going to get that information is through my sources and through the Freedom of Information Act. If you start. Putting or instituting a policy that somehow will give you the opportunity to to uh, get around the information, uh, Freedom of Information Act. For instance, I can ask, send me your emails from this point to this point. You say, well, I don't have any emails because we didn't. Uh, uh, I, I deleted them after three days after writing them. Is that going to make me stop asking for Freedom of Information Act? No. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get around your new policy that's trying to negate the Freedom of Information Act, and I'm going to ask even more Mm -hmm. for Freedom of Information Act material.
5: That's been the result of this policy. I actually started going back and looking at it, and I had sent the district a FOI request for for all FOI requests submitted for uh, uh, September, October, November, and so what I got is is it's very telling because Deborah Shelton at the Arkansas Times they consider her thorn in the side and she is she is but you know what you just got to deal with that you can't hide from it you got to deal with it. And she just told him in the email, she said, because of the school's immediate three-day deletion policy, I will be sending FOIs
1: every day. Yeah, that way she knows she's going to hit on those days that are off three days. So she's going to get now, them anyway. So what they've effectively done is increase requests to them. That's correct. They've, they've done just the opposite of really what they wanted to do. All right, I'm going to have the man here until uh, – 10 o'clock. we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to be talking about what kind of return are you getting on your property taxes as well. That's all coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, let me remind you to call or text 501-605-6935. Again, call or text to 501-605-6935. So that you can get all the information you need from Pat Davis on your health plan, um, your health plan man. Uh, he will give you all the information you do you need, so that your private health plan will pay you to go to the doctor or the custom build your health plan, so it only deals with the things that are important to you. You can save thousands of dollars doing this. But you got to take the first step. You've got to ask them to talk to you about this. You find out how other people have been doing this and how they're saving all this money. And then you can save that money, too, as well as getting around the middleman who typically robs you of that money that should end up in your bank account and not in theirs. Call or text 501 605 6935, or go to yourhealthplanman.com and let them uh, give you the information you need to be able to save that thousands of dollars that I'm talking about. All right, back with you. Jimmy Cavins with us. Uh, he's going to be with us till 10 o'clock hour. And uh, tomorrow, Robert uh, can't make it. And I have just sent a request to Jeremy Hopenthal to come on from Acre and to talk uh, econ for um, Arkansas. A lot of these, a lot of this information to be stuff that you'll want to know before we get into the General Assembly and see if he can't come on and, and join us uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're working towards... Uh, the break at the bottom of the hour, but we've been talking about the uh, uh, Conway School District, and they kind of they did a good job on several issues, and then they they had somebody shoot themselves in the foot about this three-day email plan about getting rid of your emails, and literally saying up front, yeah, we're doing this to try to circumvent the uh, Arkansas Freedom of Information Act, and you don't want to do that. And if you're going to do it, you definitely don't want to uh, say, yeah, you're right, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, which is
5: – I mean, it's an admission,
1: right? Yeah, that, and the, that's going to get you in trouble, I can guarantee you. It.
5: Now, I, I I want to make clear, I support this school board like I've supported no other. They're –
1: They're trying to do things right.
5: Yes, and they're focused. They're getting focused on education. Linda Harvest brought up a big deal about reading and and, uh, the reading programs at the school, and she's digging in to improve reading. Uh, The board is really focused on getting back to education, getting indoctrination out. I couldn't be proud of it. Jeff Jeff Colem did a really good job as superintendent at the meeting, leading, uh, did a super job. But the problem is, is when you do that, it's that's what the media took away from the media didn't take any positives away from me. The media immediately jumped on the issue with Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Well, here's the problem. I take on the media when they give out false narratives. I can't take them on for this because they're right.
1: Yeah, but here's what they're doing. They take. okay. so we got somebody trying to circumvent the uh, FOIs. Now they go one step for, forward from that, and they said, see, they're doing that because we've been telling you their whole thing, their transgender pro, uh, policies are wrong, and they're doing this to keep you from knowing about what they're doing, which is a made-up narrative at that point. You you hit the nail on the
5: head, and they, they took the opportunity to say, you're exactly right, see – they're doing this to hide their trans anti-transgender hateful. we told you
1: this is what they were doing that's
5: and that's exactly what happened in these news stories and and the what i want to say the board is you guys are doing so good and we support you and you're doing a heck of a job
1: but you just teed it up for the opposition well you can't number one you should never admit to that number two you shouldn't be doing it in the first place no you know transparency is not that difficult. Now, when you start saying we don't want to be transparent, here's the first thing people are going to wonder. I'll tell you, it's, it would be the first question in my mind. What are you hiding? That's what,
5: where do I usually go, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, and I looked at it in in the last, in September, October, November, that roughly 54 FOI requests. That's not, uh, I know that sounds like a lot to them, but in comparison to other stuff, it's really not. 30 of them were for email communications. Okay, well, we just talked about that. Maybe you got 30 in those three months because everybody said, hey, if you're going to do this, we're going to start FY'ing your emails. Yeah, tonight.
1: all the time, so that you can't get around it.
5: Exactly. And But I will tell you this. I was talking to a state senator off the record, a very prominent state senator, and his description of, of this three-day uh, delete policy his words, not mine. He said, "This is flipping the bird to the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act," and he's right. He's right, yeah,
1: and because we know most school boards, police department, most people that have to comply with this don't like it. No, no.
5: It, it, you know, it's it's part. Of, it's like any agency in government. There's there's parts that are kind of tough to deal with, but I liken this to look. It's a necessity that you budget for, just like you budget for bus transportation schools.
1: Uh, dietary, right? Yeah, keep your thoughts. Yes, sir. All right, got to get news. That's coming up right now.
5: Later on this afternoon, with a west wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour, so it will be a little bit breezy. Wind gusts
2: could be over 20 miles per hour at times. Tonight, clear skies continue. We'll get down to 31 degrees, so some cold nights on the way as well. On Friday, temperatures go back to the mid-40s. The sunshine and cool temperatures will continue into the weekend. From the Channel 7 Weather Center, I'm James Bryant.
0: Stimulating talk with Dave Elswick. 101.1 FM, the answer.
1: Back with you. Jimmy Cavins here. Okay. We're going to talk – look, if you're a, a taxpayer, listen up. You're going to want to hear what we're going to talk about. Uh, if you look – I'm going to tell you what. If you get a flow chart and draw it up, and let's just say let's do reading rates uh, in you know, XYZ school uh, system, and you want to know how well did your seniors that just graduated read? Were they at grade level? Were they 10th grade level, 8th grade level, or whatever? And you go by years. And let's say you start off here with 20, probably 2021. You have to go back a year because we won't have those those uh, numbers perhaps for this year. But let's say 2021 and you plot it down. And you plot it for 2020 and you plot it for 2019, 18, 17, and go back about 10 years. And take a look at let's take a look at the uh uh draw a line between all those dots and let's see what that line looks like. Now I want you to go back and what how much money did you pay in 2021, uh, free property taxes, 2020, 2019. And I will will lay odds right now that the graph will show this, that as far as your taxes went, they went up. So there will be a slow curve going up. And then when you take the reading scores – There'll be a slow curve going down. Now there'll be somewhere where the two curves cross. That's where you're getting your you're getting a true return. But then you're going to find out. Well, wow, my seniors well, only thirty percent of them were reading at grade level when they graduated. But I'm paying X percent more. On my property taxes, when that happens, you know the money's not being spent where it needs to be spent for reading. you can do the same thing with math and everything else that's what you should be doing, and that's easy material to get It's not hard to to get it That's where the Freedom of Information Act comes <laughs> that's in right. all right, and you can get that material, then you can draw that uh that particular. Uh, you know, graph, and you can go say, "You know what I was really getting my money's worth from x y z school eight years ago, but since then i've been paying more and getting less i mean it's it 's something that every taxpayer needs to do. look, I know your life is busy, my life is busy, but this doesn't take you more than maybe an hour to do. You can find an hour to do this, and then You know, you'll be like uh, the guy from uh, Network, the movie, and you'll be saying, I'm as mad as hell and I ain't going to take it anymore. I'm just saying that's where you'll be. And do not, do not let them snooker you by saying, well, it's because of COVID. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of that. (laughs) Do not let them do that to you because you're going to see that the bend that, uh, that I'm talking about happened long before
5: covid yeah i i'm so sick of covid being used as an excuse it's just it's it's a cop out and and when you talked about laying odds, you'd win a lot of money, Dave, and I'll tell you why, because I looked into this a little bit, and I'm going to look into that's a lot why more. why I, I
1: let into it. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'll, I'm going to give it over to Jimmy now. All
5: right, so we want to talk about return on investment, right? Yeah. Of your property tax dollars R-O-I for education. in the
1: business world.
5: Yeah. Right. So I looked at the uh, – I, I picked four schools in central Arkansas that are, are basically similar size, and they're some of the largest school districts in the state, or some, the largest in Central Arkansas, Bar-Little Rock School District. So I looked, at, uh, I looked at Cabot, Bryant, Conway, and North Little Rock. Okay, and this is for the 2021-2022 school year, the latest ad we have. All right, what I looked at is millage rates versus grades that, for the school versus reading levels. So uh, I dug up a lot of information, but then I reached out to an expert by the name of Scott Gann uh he's he does this on his own time. He's an activist uh for reading for education, and for dyslexia. He goes all over the state uh he talks to the legislatures legislators and he is he is kind of kind of to reading in schools he's what robert steinbuck is to the arkansas freedom (laughs) information okay okay? so he's the expert so i'm not expert on anything but i I reached out to him so i reached out to him to get some help on this too so what we came up with is pretty staggering and i'm going to start uh with Conway because they have the lowest millage rate. They had nine thousand eight hundred and eighteen students twenty one twenty two school year. Millage rate thirty eight point one oh the grades they got twenty one twenty two school year they for the for the schools, each school gets a grade. So they had one school with an A, five with a B, seven with C's, one with a D. The uh the children reading uh at the for district wide that are reading ready is only 53.4%. Okay. So then we look at the next cabin. Uh 10,000 a little over 10,000 students, the millage is 39.5. All right. Out of their schools, one school got an A, 11 got Bs, 3 got Cs. Okay. Kind of average, we'll call that average. But the uh, the percentage of students they have district-wide reading on uh, grade level is only 53.9 percent. Okay, so then we look at Bryant. Uh, Bryant's got had 93 under students. Their millage was a little higher at 40.8. Of the schools, two had A's, seven had B's, three had C's. Reading level. 53.5%. Fifty three point five percent. So wow.
1: all of them are in that fifty three percent.
5: Yes, and so there's a common theme there, right? And especially if you look at their grades and the reading scores. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna say, hey, grade wise, okay, they're okay. They're not great. They're not terrible, but they're not great. Uh, kids reading at reading level district wide failure, complete failure. Okay. Now, I'm going to do you one that's really going to knock your socks off.
1: All right, hold on for all of you. And I told you this would happen when they were pushing for more money on, uh, you know, district wide as far as your property taxes went. And I said they're wanting X amount of dollars. They want to do all this kind of stuff for facilities, but will facilities turn into learning? Okay, so well, it's sure. all yours.
5: Yeah, and so so we're looking at Cabot, Bryant, Conway, you know, who are clearly failing as far as a, a reading level, average on grades. So now let's look at North Little Rock, and you said it because I lived in North Little Rock back when this happened, and they really pushed for that millage increase. What about eight, ten years ago? Yeah. All right, and what they were going to do is build new schools. We're going to get these facilities, and it's going to improve. You won't
1: believe how much it's going to improve education. Absolutely. All those new facilities, just because your kid can go to a Taj Mahal, just doing that will make. You know, people start reading. So, North Lorac has the highest millage
5: rate of not just these schools in Central Arkansas, but all the top ten uh, largest schools
1: in the state. Okay, they got the, they've got the biggest by tax far on the people. Yes,
5: by far. Their millage rate, and they've got the least amount of students. So, for 7,600 students in 2021-2022, 20, uh, the millage rate, 4830
1: all right, that's a lot of money, folks. A
5: lot more than Cabot Brian Conway, right? Now let's look at their grades per school. They don't have any. They've got. They don't have any A's. They've got one B, one school with a C, six school with D, with a D, and four schools with an F. That's terrible. Now you want me to give you the, the, the real bad part? Okay, here it comes. When we talk about Hold on to your socks. Yeah, when we talk about students uh, when we talk about students not reading ready, okay, seventy five point two percent of the students district wide in Northern Rock are not Reading,
1: reading now, remember, we gave you Cabot, we gave you Benton, we gave you But who else did we get Conway? Conway, you, there's three, and they were all in the 53, 53. percentile,
5: yeah, they were all 53 points, right.
1: North Little Rock is in the
5: 752 percent <laughs> over a third of their students. Now, what I don't want Cabot Brian Conway is to use this for a reason to brag. Well, look at us; we're doing good because you're doing terrible, yeah. and and you're doing terrible on reading. But North Little Rock is in the toilet, and, and they have the highest millage rate. And we're talking about we're talking about a city that is built off blue collar families, so the blue collar families are ones the fitness bill not the people not the rich people and everything the blue collar average man and woman going to work both of them eight hours a day 10 hours a day 12 hours a day they have the highest property tax they're the ones fitting the bill for this massive massive failure
1: and so you got to ask a question here's what i suggest the next time your school system is asking for more money ask them how will you spend that money That it will show up in test scores. That's there you go. That my child is learning more. It's not about well, we're going to build new uh, chemistry labs or we're going to build uh, you know a new lunchroom so we can move the kids in and out eating lunch uh, quicker. That's not what the money should be. You should be worried about. You should be worried that is the money doing what money is supposed to do for education, which is turn into your kid's Doing better,
5: yeah. We we all love football. I'm a football guy. I'm an athlete from way back. I mean, I'm sports. I mean, I'm I love all sports. And Dave you know does. it
1: because you woke up this morning and you felt every hit you took when you were in high school I, in football. Abs-
5: absolutely, <laughs> but let's look at with these millage rates and everything. Let's take a look uh, at these schools, especially North Little Rock. North Little Rock uh, spared no expense on a football field with a nice jumbotron. Uh, An athletic facility, weight room, which I'm all for. Yeah. Okay. But they took a ton of that. Cabot spares no expense on on their football fields and stuff. Brian Conway, sports, and 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 I love sports. Uh, North Low Rock has probably the nicest basketball arena uh, in the state. The only one that tops it is the U of A's. Okay. And and all of that is good, but that's where this money went. But you got seventy five point two percent of kids that are not reading ready. Yeah. So what? So at that point, what? So the school is failing
1: at exactly why the school exists. Yeah. All right. Final break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellsworth show. All right. Let's finish it up for a Thursday tomorrow. It will be, of course, Friday. It looks like Jeremy Hopenthal is going to join us at six o'clock in the morning and uh robert won't be here he has something that came up he cannot make it tomorrow uh chris will probably still be on with us tomorrow uh to talk what's going on and uh if uh, uh my man here jimmy wants to come in wants to wake up early rub the salt you know walk to sleep out of his eye and wants to come in i'll let him come in as well because it will be one of those great programs when we get acre on and uh you know, we can talk about specifically what we're talking about here oh, yeah. with Jeremy too. Yeah, I love that. There was something that you wanted to, to bring I, up.
5: I, I did. I wanted to bring this up. The folks in North Little Rock. North Little Rock is a fabulous city with with hardworking folks that, and it's a blue collar town, right? And in you know, most families, mom and dad are both working, more, usually more than eight hours a day. They're trying to do everything they can. They're
1: probably doing fifty, maybe sixty hours a week.
5: Yeah. And and so the problem is, is the way the system's set up now, is they're trapped because they can't afford to send their kids to private school. Yeah,
1: probably cannot.
5: And, and they're, so they're trapped, and they're just a miserable, in-the-toilet school district. I, I know a lot of the school board members at North Rock, and I hope I don't upset them with this, because I like a lot of them. And the, do you know that the Arkansas State School Board Session just named... The North Rock School Board is the school board of the year.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they must not have looked on uh, ROI that column. Yeah. So, and and so the
5: problem is you have people trapped, and that's why it's so important. What you're going to do, Dave? What you're pushing for in the legislature, and what so many are about getting school choice and letting the money follow the student. Just think, what about if these families in North Little Rock who are going, look, I don't have another alternative other than this failing, clearly failing school. If we get this going in the legislature get it done, which
1: I hope what you're pushing for. Yeah, better believe it. Look, it's part of the platform for the Republican right. Party. So then these blue-collar folks in North Little Rock who are trapped, who don't
5: have the resources to do it, now all of a sudden they have the resources to say, hey, we don't have to send our kid
1: to this terrible school. Well, and, and here's what I'll also say about this is I'm not saying – that all the, the private schools that are out there, whether they be just uh, secular or religious, that you're not going to have to pony up a little bit of money. You may still have to spend some money, but you're going to have a pretty good amount of money in your pocket that comes from the state that they would typically use to educate a kid in school so that you have a much better shot at being able to put your child with maybe a little bit of sacrifice where you want them to go. Absolutely. There might not be buses running to them and things. You might have to get up out of bed a half hour early and drive your child to school. I find that almost laughable when people talk about how ridiculous that is. That's the way it went with me when I was in school as a kid all my life.
5: Listen, my kids went to private schools, and we spent our whole time taking them to and from until they were old enough to drive. And, and people will make that sacrifice. Yes,
1: I know they yeah. will.
5: And uh, they, just, they just desperately need a little help and resources. They want their kids to be educated. They're focused on their kids, but they don't have an alternative. Mm-hmm. And they'll make that extra sacrifice.
1: It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And I'll be watching the the, the, the the private schools and the private parochial or religious schools. And if you raise your rates by like $7,000 a semester, which is the exact amount of money that the government, uh, the state is going to move the money uh, for your child. And you're just going to add seven grand. I'm gonna call you out. I'm sure. seriously gonna call you out.
5: Sure. I in in I'm Catholic full of sculpture and I'm not saying this just because I'm Catholic, but you take school like Catholic High. Okay, which is
1: right next to us, by the way,
5: and been successful forever. (laughs) Yes, it has. Well, they don't have an an astronomical tuition system, and their tuition is extremely affordable because they do things for sacrifice. Their teachers don't make what public school teachers make because they're doing it for a vocation. And so the, I'm not picking on other systems, but parochial, theirs
1: is an avocation.
5: Yes, in in parochial schools, when your parishioners are not that expensive, the problem comes in with non-parishioners. But all of this can be done in the name of education and not profit, if mm-hmm. we'll if we'll take that approach.
1: Yeah, and not saying that you're not going to be able to have a good living, you will be able to have a good lo- living. But you have to make up your mind why you do what you do. Sure. Look. There's things that I could do that I could be making probably more money at, but I like to be here every day, Monday through Friday, sit in front of this microphone and kind of tickle your gray matter.
5: I I did a story about a week ago about an officer in England that was really mischaracterized and, and attacked and persecuted, and he makes $15.15 an hour, Okay. He's a police officer? Yes. Okay. All right. Last night, tragically, and broke my heart, makes me sick in my stomach, we lost an officer in Stuttgart. Officer yes. last night got shot and killed. I will bet you money that he doesn't make $16 an hour. That he didn't make $16 an hour. He wasn't out there for money.
1: Yeah, he you're was right. out
5: there for He was out there to protect and serve, and he gave his life for it. And and so what you're talking about actually does resonate you know, that if you're going to do this to get an education, it's not to get rich or not to make – you do it – if you're truly there to do it for education, it's a vocation. Mm-hmm. And so I get so upset, especially with police officers. You know, those small towns, they don't make anything. And and that guy gave his life last night.
1: Yep. For his people. Yep. For his people. We're out of time, Jimmy. It went really quick yeah. today, didn't it? Good show. Yeah, it good was show. a good show today. And I, I appreciate the last half hour especially about what's your return on investment. You need. Yeah. To, I'm telling you, you need to look that up. You might get just a tad bit irritated when you see what you're getting as far as the money you put in. Is it doing what it's supposed to do? It's the Dave Ellswick Show. A great break here, and I'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. Looks like Jeremy Hopenthal is going to be with us from Acre. And you coming in? you going to rub the Oh, yes, sir. uh, I'll come. come You Okay. I'll see you in the morning, and uh, we'll see some other folks here as well on the Dave Ellswick Show.